0: Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease
1: holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life.
0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to Autoimmune and You. I'm your host, Erica. And I'm Rachel. Uh, That feels good to say that. We haven't been opening (laughs) up our podcast like that. (laughs) We're just assuming everyone knows, which I guess is good because that means we have consistent uh, listeners. But uh, today we want to talk about going into the holidays and eating, you know, a specific way if you have an autoimmune condition. So we all know that people... A lot of people in this community choose to eat a specific way that helps their autoimmune condition and so for me i eat a plant-based diet rachel eats you know pretty much a plant-based diet as well and that's something that we have to do consistently because that's what makes us feel good and so part of uh eating a certain way is being uh confronted by other people that maybe one don't understand why you're eating that way Uh, Or two, they're judging you for eating, you know, a specific diet. And Rachel and I have talked about this a lot, that in the autoimmune community, there is a lot of like, kind of divisiveness between like, I'm AIP, mm-hmm. I'm plant based, I'm keto, like, and it, and we get really attached to these labels. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I had I had done a post about this the other day. And, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But I think I want to start off by how we kind of navigate the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the first holiday after I had changed my diet. And this is when I was only paleo at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember going over to my uh husband's family's house and his family makes these like chili kind of riano things but they're like a family kind of tradition with like marinara sauce and cheese and all this you know stuff that I couldn't eat at that time and I remember just feeling like really left out because I couldn't eat any of those things um and at that point I didn't even eat like dairy substitutes because I was paleo I wasn't even in the like vegan kind of alternative mindset I didn't really even know that truly existed and plus I was just trying to stick to like purely like whole foods I wasn't even trying to eat anything processed um and so you know I remember like having conversations with people there and I'm just like this is like awkward like like they they're trying to understand like why I'm doing this but I don't think they understood why dairy was such a big deal that I couldn't have that you know and watching everyone eat freaking cookies and cake (laughs) and all this stuff and uh it was kind of like oh my gosh like you it really made me understand how we live in a world where people are not health conscious at all to any degree and just kind of feeling like a sore thumb in that situation. But of course, like here we are six years later and I have total confidence now. Like for one, I bring all my own food. Like I am not trying to miss out. Like guys, here's the key. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to watch everyone else enjoy these like Mm -hmm. super indulgent food. Go find the snacks and desserts that Are okay for your body Mm -hmm. and that you feel like you can kind of indulge in with everybody else because that's something that's super key to me. Now I feel like when we go over to his parents' house for the holidays, like we're pretty much eating the same thing as what they're eating, except, you know, ours is a healthier version. There's no animal products. And, um, well, a good example
1: is like what you did for Thanksgiving, if you want to talk about that.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, for the last, Well, so my husband and I have been uh, plant based now for five years and for the first couple years, like we were just making all of our own food, but it was kind of a lot of work because mm-hmm. it's like you know. Well, my mom's actually vegan too as well, so it's nice um, to have her like part a part of that. Um, but we were like making all the food and then like having to lug it over there. And then this year, and and, and uh, I think another year before that, we just ordered like a plant-based. Um, full thanksgiving so we didn't have to like deal with that but honestly it's crazy because his family now always looks at the food that we're eating and they're like dang that looks good (laughs) and honestly i'm looking at their food no offense guys if you guys are listening i'm looking at my food going this looks so freaking delicious it is delicious it's nutritious i was gonna say and you know what it's doing for your body yeah and i don't feel like shit guys Every person yeah. knows after Thanksgiving and Christmas, how many of us lay on the couch dead exhausted <laughs> from being too stuffed from, from our food, right? And you feel like crap and you're like, oh, why did I do that, you know? And it's like this last um, Thanksgiving, my husband and I were like, this is crazy. Like we just ate a lot of food and we felt, you know, you feel just a little bit in the beginning, because that's more than we ever eat. Like, honestly, we never eat till we're so full that we're like, "Ugh!" I haven't felt that way in like at least five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, you know, we were like, oh, we're a little bit full. But guess what? Because it's all made of plants and it's healthy, you know, like 30 minutes later, I was like, okay, I'm like ready for, for my pie you know that I brought Mm. um but anyways yeah it's all about just being prepared um and making sure you don't put yourself in a situation where you're gonna be like
1: damn it I want that yeah for sure so um I have an example of that too so not necessarily um a holiday but I was on a little kind of like mini getaway um back in the summertime, and I was with a friend and we met up with his friends parents which is like really random how it how it like happened but um, we ended up going the night that we got there to this friends parents house and hanging out with all of them and it was so much fun and they invited us back for breakfast the next morning and the next morning you know the friend texts my friend and was like hey like we have bagels and lox and like all this stuff and i was like wow that sounds amazing but i literally can't eat any of that mm-hmm. um, and i have a hard time saying I can't eat that because technically, yeah, we all could. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's dairy, it's gluten, it's fish. It's like all mm-hmm. these things that I know are triggers for me. And so I was like, you know what? I would like to go to this vegan, um, breakfast spot down the street before we head over there. So I literally went to this place, got a smoothie, got like a vegan gluten-free breakfast sandwich, and then went over to their house. So I brought my own food. Yeah. And yes, it felt like a little bit weird, but also they understood. They were like, okay, like we get it. You know, you can't eat this stuff. And I was happy to at least have my own thing that was super satisfying while they got to eat. So it's not like I literally went to, you know, I don't know, a grocery store and picked up a sad little box salad. Like I literally thought out something that was comparable that I could Mm -hmm. actually indulge and enjoy. Um, And so I think that that's like my number one tip is find something comparable. Like you don't want to be sitting, you don't want to bring your own food and be like, oh, here's my like. Carrots or yes. whatever, you know, yes. like find something that's going to make you excited. You Like we talk about being excited about food and intention behind your food all the time. There's always a way, even if you do have to spend a little bit of extra time and effort making something, you're going to be so much happier in the long run when you do. Yeah. Um, another example of kind of the opposite is uh, being pressured into. eating mm, something. Yep. Yep. Um, so something that I dealt with a lot when I was first diagnosed and before I completely committed to eating the way that I do, like I would still have, you know, dairy here and there, I'd have gluten here and there. Uh, but not often at all. It was basically only when I was like eating out or when I was like with family and I would really, really want something. And when I would go um, back to Michigan or Nebraska for the holidays, I would really get pressured into eating certain ways. Um, and actually I came across this post recently, uh I, I think around Thanksgiving, because I had a Thanksgiving about three years ago where I did a post on Instagram about the fact that I ate all of these things that I don't usually eat. I ate like mac and cheese and Turkey. This is back when I was eating meat. I like ate Turkey and mac and cheese and like mashed potatoes with cream in it. And like all these things and no joke. I was so sick. My heart rate was sky high. I felt like I had a fever. I couldn't keep my eyes open. I literally was at at a holiday party with a bunch of friends when I was living in LA and literally, I had to lay down on their couch in their second bedroom in like deep silence and a pitch black room for like an hour and a half and just sleep it off because I could not fucking yeah. handle it. It was so scary. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't felt like that in so long because I had already started transitioning yeah. the way that I ate to like feel better. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. going, I, every time that I would eat like that, from that point on a, I was like way more mindful of it, but B I didn't do it as often because I knew just how different it felt. And so that's the thing about eating in a way that feels good to your body is the more that you do it, the more you're going to appreciate it, the better you're going to feel. And the more you're not going to want to feel the opposite way. Um, and yeah, Another example is I used to, like, like I said, I would go back to Nebraska and I would do like holiday cookies and like treats and Oreo balls and chocolate dip pretzels. My sister makes them every single year. Um, and I, so I would like make them with her and indulge in them. And actually she called me last night and she was like, mom says no. And I say, yes, we made Oreo balls, which is literally no joke, Oreos and cream cheese. Like they're amazing. Mm-hmm. But mm, yeah, I'm sure literally a gut bomb. And she was like, oh, gosh. I said that you would indulge in them for old time's sake. And like, because they're so good. And mom says that you're not going to. And I was like, unfortunately, no, like, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. my sister was like, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I just figure like, you know, you might, you might be willing to deal with like some, Excuse my French. Shitty poops for a while, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, "Girl, like the way this disease has progressed in my body, like because I used to eat them back before yeah. I was diagnosed, and I would have the worst gut issues after stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure and that should yeah. have been a sign. And we talk about yeah. this a lot, but they should have been a sign back in the day when I was having all these gut issues, all these joint issues, but no one thought anything of it. Um, but I was like, I don't think my sister, like I don't really talk to her about autoimmune disease a lot, so I don't think she really like understood Mm -hmm, how severe it would be for me and the fact that like I would literally even if I ate a couple of them I would be laid up for days like yeah it would be bad um and so I basically was like no like honestly you can send them to me and I'll give them to my friends like I'm happy you made them like thank you she had already like addressed the shipping label and everything Mm -hmm. and I was like I really appreciate it but I'm not I can't do that to myself like yeah and it took me a really long time to get to that point like I really transitioned my eating like fairly slow compared to some people. Some people really like Erica, for instance, like jump right in. They're like, I'm doing this. I don't care. Like I need to feel better. Yeah. And while I did jump into holistic style of eating very quickly, I wasn't like a hundred percent committed. Like I said, I would Mm. still have things with gluten or dairy here and there, but as time went on, I knew that I wanted to feel better and that it was important to not do those things. So now, um, I, almost never eat anything with gluten. Like once in a while, it might be like soy sauce that has, you know, a little bit of wheat Mm -hmm. in it. Um, but other than that, I don't eat like any sort of bread or anything like that pasta. Um, and the other day I had on accident, I think I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure that I had something with gluten in it. And I was like, a little like upset with myself for not asking them if it had gluten in it. Um, But it literally like that on top of probably other factors flared me up for literally like four days. And it just reminded me, especially going into the holidays, it's kind of a nice reminder now to be like, yeah, okay. Like let's keep ourselves in check because we like to feel good. Everyone likes to feel good. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, going back to what you just said about me, like, being very, like, diligent and strict from the start, like, I was – I'm the type of person that, like, I do not get peer pressured to, like, absolutely any capacity. I could give two shits if, like, anyone, uh, you know, made something for me and then – because I had a friend, she made me this um, – one of my best friends, she like tried to make it healthy and everything. She made me this like banana bread. Mm -hmm. And I forget what she ended up putting in it, but it was, oh, because I was no oil for two two plus years. And she put coconut oil in it. And like she took her time and she made all this. And like, you know, like some people might go, well, I'll just have like a bite of it to like make them feel better. But, you know, I think when it comes to this, it's all about communication. Mm -hmm. So from the start, I told my friends, like, I have this autoimmune condition. Uh, I know that food is a trigger for me. Like, absolutely. Can I not deviate from this? Because if I do, I don't think I'm going to be able to rock climb again or like Mm -hmm. all these other things. So like, I really laid it out there for them. And I think that's important if you're listening to this, like, don't feel ashamed about what you're doing. Like, have the confidence to be like, I'm doing this for my health. And at the end of the day, like, you're going to be living with the consequences if you decide to eat somebody, something that somebody made for you, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That person it's who made that for you. Yeah. Exactly. And there's a way to communicate that. So it's not like I was like, oh, I can't eat that. Like, whatever. You know, I was just like, oh, man, that looks so good. I'm literally salivating. But like, I can't eat that right now because, you know, I'm avoiding oil mm-hmm. at that time. And so um, I think it's really important to kind of set that precedence with people that you're on a health journey, you're trying to improve your condition. And once people understand the severity of it and understand the consequences of what happens to your body, even if you eat a small bite of a cookie with dairy or egg or whatever that food triggers, you know, gluten or something like that, that that is not going to be something little that's going to happen to your body, like it could potentially set you back for weeks, you know, and to explain, I'm sorry, that's okay. Um, And to explain, you know, what is what it looks like. So I Mm. think to just say, oh, I can't eat that because I have an autoimmune disease may not be enough for that person to make that connection. So kind of laying it out there, like, you know, I have, you know, psoriasis, Mm. I have rheumatoid arthritis, You know, it affects my skin. It affects my joints. You know, this is what happens when I eat this food. Like. You know my psoriasis acts up and it's really itchy it's really burning and it's really uncomfortable and it makes me very Mm self-conscious to go into public when i'm flared out you know and and if you honestly explain that to people they will be like oh shit like i'm sorry and i promise you Mm -hmm. they're not they're gonna be conscious around you and in fact they may even go out of their way to accommodate you and your sensitivity sensitivity so i've had the you know the lack of you know thankfully my friends that did stick around me during this time being like, I remember like, even for my bachelorette party, like my friends, like bringing the juicer and like making celery in the morning, celery juices in the wow. morning and like being conscious of every food. They're like, look, they would like show me the ingredients. They're like, look, these are all the things you can have. And they would get excited about oh. it and they would enjoy the food that they were eating. And like we used to have like little uh, vegan dinner parties, even for some of my friends that weren't even vegan. They just like to try, you know, food like we'd all bring a dish. And they would get excited about it. And they'd be like, wow, like, this is so crazy. Like, I didn't know, like, you could eat this way and still enjoy the food that you're eating. Like, this doesn't have gluten. This doesn't have egg. This doesn't have a dairy. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, yeah, communication is absolutely key. And we can't expect people to understand something that we haven't explained to them properly.
1: So true. I, I'm i sure, Erica, you saw me just like, lew, 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 like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know we're both on are... everything that you're saying. I'm like, I know that we're, I already know we're in each other's brains, but everything you're saying, I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, I wanted to say yes, that yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I totally, oh, you it. yeah, yeah. I always um, align, obviously, with what you say, but the biggest thing is that I wanted to say as well is they don't know how you're feeling. And sometimes it feels uncomfortable to share exactly what it, what food can do to you and what it feels like. But sometimes it's really, really important to show them like, no, really, it's not just about like, I might have like, you know, sorry, TMI, but like I might have diarrhea or whatever. Like, yeah, it's like, no, my body will literally not be functioning properly for maybe days, weeks. Like we don't know. Um, and it's really important to let them in, even if we don't feel like it. And like, show and tell them what they're feeling. And like Erica said, 90% of the time, they're going to support you. If they love you, they're going to support you. And they're not going to like pressure you into eating something that is outside your norm. Just for the hell of it. Like if yeah. they know that it's gonna affect you that much, they obviously want your well-being. If they love you that much, they definitely want your best interests, right? So mm-hmm. they want you to feel good, they want you to feel yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to seriously shout out big time one of my really close friends, Paige. Um, she lives in Seattle. I go there all the time to see her. And uh for Thanksgiving specifically, she was like you know, I'm going to be making a chicken, but all the other stuff that we're making, I'm going to make it like, let's make it vegan and gluten-free for you. So you can have mm-hmm. everything like, let yeah. me know if there's specific dishes that you want to make. Like I'll get all the ingredients that we need. And she mm-hmm. actually like, because I've gone over there so many times in the past and every time I'm there, we cook together. Yeah, And because she has actually been dabbling in more plant-based and a little bit of oh, good. Yeah. Like over the years, like she has actually gotten really interested in it. And while she does still eat meat, she eats like primarily like a lot more vegetables than she used to, a lot less gluten than she used to. And that's her own choice. Like it wasn't me being like, are you sure? Like that was a hundred percent her making that decision for herself. And she knows that she feels way better that way. And she doesn't even have an autoimmune disease. But Mm, the thing that I appreciate so much is that every single time that we cook together, she is like really diligent about like what specific ingredients I want, what brands I even want. Cause you know, not every vegan butter is created equally, for instance, not every vegan flour is created equally. Yeah. so She like is always asking and I just appreciate it so, so much friends like that. And I would say the majority of my friends definitely do understand. And while they might like still offer me things, which I honestly do appreciate mm-hmm. when people offer anyway, mm-hmm. they're like, I know you don't eat meat, yeah. but do you want to try it? Or like, yeah. I know you don't, yeah. whatever, but, um, well, I wouldn't yeah. say no one, no one really offers me meat. That's a bad example, but mm-hmm. like, do, do yeah. you want, like, I know you do, don't eat gluten, but do you want to try this pie? Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that it's just like once once you explain the severity of it one time, they're going to remember and it's going to stick with them and you're not going to, you shouldn't have to explain it again. And yeah. sometimes with family, maybe you might have to. And oh yeah. Okay. It seems to be harder with family with to family, understand. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Or, or sometimes I hear a lot of times from clients like coworkers, it's hard yeah. or oh, like, Oh, coworkers. Not yeah. even, not even with coworkers, like egging it on, but coworkers like bringing in donuts or pizza and then it's mm-hmm. sitting there and you're yeah. like, oh,
0: Can I share something? So when I first got diagnosed, I was still working at my sales job at Massage Envy. And part of working at Massage Envy was with, you know, my coworkers getting cheese bagels every morning from Asiago bagels, fr- bagels from uh, Panera bread and getting cream cheese and we'd those. get our Starbucks. Oh my God. I was obsessed with the Asiago bagels. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so when I first like learned, I didn't even have like, I don't even think I even had the f- complete full diagnosis, but I knew that I was feeling like shit. And so I started like going, Oh, like every time I eat this, like I feel like crap. Um, I stopped eating that, and I remember the person that I would always go get these foods with and indulge in, like Chick Fil A and all this stuff, and we'd feel like shit all day. Uh, she like was getting all like uncomfortable about like me saying no because she had associated me with her partner in crime mm-hmm. going to indulge in all this yeah. shitty food, and now she didn't have that person, and here I am bringing in you know different things and like you know trying to make changes, and it's like it's crazy how food is such a part of someone's identity especially if you've especially within the family right because you have culture you have tradition you have all these things that kind of perpetuate the way that we eat and so you know even for me like I'm Hispanic my dad my dad's Hispanic uh, half Hispanic and I grew up eating like you know beans with lard in it and the you know rice with the chicken broth and cheese enchiladas and all those kind of things and For me, I felt in the beginning like I was like missing a piece of like my kind of, I don't know, family like tradition, you know, because like that was something I ate my entire life. And so a lot of reasons why people have difficulty being consistent with the way that they eat is because they're so tied to that identity and the tradition and the family pressure of like, but this is always how we've done it. You have to eat this. You know, we always do that, but it's like, you can find like now, like, oh my gosh, I eat so much Mexican food, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all plant-based. And like, I've learned to, um, you know, create food that makes me feel good. That's still you know, aligned with, you know, kind of the way that I used to eat, but it's just in a different way. And so it's like, you have to learn to kind of let yourself transition into this new identity of a healthier person, making more empowered choices, you know, being able to communicate that. And I really quickly, I want to go back to, sorry, just really quickly. I wanted to go back to when you said, um, your friend Paige was like making, you know, choices to eat more plant-based food and stuff. When you decide to make these decisions for your health, and you're consistent about it, and you're vocal about it, and you stay true to, you know, this health journey, people are going to look at that. And they're going to admire it. Because the fact is nobody in society is really
1: standing up for food choices. And not only that, but they're gonna see the difference in your energy, i was just gonna gonna start literally like glowing, and they're gonna see how happy you are and how you have energy. Like, yeah,
0: Well, that was what I was just going to say is that I had a lot of friends that saw the person that I was before pre-diagnosis, okay, like I used to be like swollen on my face. I used to be always tired. I had like brain fog all the time. I would get like really lethargic and then they saw me super energized, Mm -hmm. juicing every morning, like you know, just overall, like a better energy, better vibe. And they're like, I want that. And so a lot of my friends ended up going plant based. Not because they had a health condition, but because they said, if Erica can do this and she can make the progress she's had with an autoimmune disease, what could it do for my life without this autoimmune condition?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally relate to like the family, the identity type thing. So my half of my family, my mom's side is Russian and my grandma, like Russian food is straight up like meat and potatoes, like oh, stews yeah. and soups and everything is meat based, like literally everything. and. When I started transitioning to more plant-based eating, I would eat less meat when I was at my grandparents' house. I would still eat it here and there. But the other thing is everything's like a lot of bread and cheese. Mm, And so I I've honestly never been a big cheese person. I would maybe have like a piece here and there. So that wasn't hard for me ever. Um, but the bread thing was really hard. There's this like really good rye bread that my grandma would always get, and I was obsessed with it. I would literally eat so many slices when I was at her house. And that's mm-hmm. something that I can't eat anymore. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Cause it has gluten in it. And to this day, she still offers it to me when I go there. And I'm like, oh, so I'll like literally go to the store before I go to her house and get my own bread. That way I can still have bread. Again, like making those comparable choices. Mm-hmm but also yep. when i first started transitioning she was like what do i make for you you know she's a typical russian grandma yeah. like what am yeah. i going to make for you you have nothing you can eat nothing like and i'm yeah. like actually i can eat a whole lot cuz she makes also like salads and she'll make this like eggplant like um dip and like cucumber salads and tomato salads and potatoes yeah. and like all of that so, like i can eat so many things but in her mind everything is meat based and she's like yeah. you can't eat anything yeah. right mm-hmm. and so she has had to kind of like adapt over the years of um Making more plant-based decisions of like what like being a little bit more conscious of what she's making for me now. Her way of eating obviously has not changed whatsoever, but she has a better understanding of oh wait when someone is vegan or someone is um, primarily plant-based or someone yeah. is pescatarian or whatever that doesn't mean that they can't eat anything. Yeah, it just means that they have to be a little bit more conscientious, and I have to think about things a little bit differently uh, when I'm providing for that person. Mm-hmm. And yeah so I guess like I definitely sometimes get caught in that mindset of oh I don't want to like be a burden and I like for instance when I ate accidentally gluten the other day like I didn't even think about asking what was in it and usually I am that person at restaurants and stuff that like asks like if it doesn't say it's gluten-free I'll like ask if I know it's a food that might not be gluten-free I'm like Mm -hmm. is it um and sometimes it is sometimes it's not but I used to hate, I kind of still hate being that person that like asks, but it's either that or be laid up for four days. Like I just was like, you have a decision to make and it's up to you. Like if you have that mentality and you're like, you know what? I don't feel like asking. I don't want to be that person. And just know, you know what? I might be laid up for a few days because of this. Like it's a decision that you have to make and no one can make that decision for you. And no one's shaming you for it. And you also can't shame yourself for it. Like Yes, of course. I was a little upset yes. with myself for not asking, but at the end of the day, a flare-up is a flare-up is a flare-up and you're going to get through it and it's going to be okay. And you know exactly what to do for your body once you're in tune enough. So yeah, make those decisions, but make them mindfully, um, and know that there might be consequences sometimes. And even if there are consequences, we don't have to beat ourselves up for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally true. And also, like, it's liberating to be able to speak freely mm-hmm. about the things that you have to do for your health. Like, I tell my clients all the time, like, it shouldn't be a secret. No. It shouldn't be a secret that, one, you have an autoimmune disease. And two, that you're trying to like better your health. Like it doesn't have to be this burden and secret and scary thing that you're like trying to hide from the world. Rachel's like pointed at me like, <laughs> I need something to say. But anyways, I think that's really, really important to lessen the load on yourself and be liberated be confident and be like you know what like i'm doing this because i want this you know specific life that i know that i'm capable of achieving but it's only gonna happen if i'm consistent with making these changes okay you go
1: <laughs> i'm sorry i was literally like typing down what i needed to say because i didn't want i know read. i was writing notes i know <laughs> i have
0: notes here i'm like because we keep saying stuff
1: i'm like i need to go back to that i know we, we both get so fired up about this i love it so much yeah um what I wanted to say is I, for the first, I don't even know how long I, I like how you and I are always throwing out like years, months, but I know, I yeah. know like the real time period, <laughs> no. but I want to say it was about the first like year and a half of my diagnosis. And I honestly didn't really talk a lot about it. I told people that I had like joint issues and I didn't really say like I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease and I need to watch what I eat. And at mm-hmm. the time I was working at a restaurant on weekends, um, that I had worked at for seven years, this fine dining restaurant and the culture in a restaurant is like, you eat the food there. Like people bring in oh, know, yeah. donuts, pizza, whatever. Um, you, I would literally eat like fries every time I would work. Cause they had the best, like thick cut fries. I would eat like, you know, all the food. And then afterwards you go out and drink and you get more food and it's like this culture. Right. And I wanted to be a part of yeah. it. Yeah. And I wasn't willing to give that up at first. And so, like I said, mm-hmm. at home, I would eat super, super clean. But when I would go out or I would go to work, I, it all went out the window, honestly. Mm. Um, and I would still, you know, do things for my health during the day before I'd go to work. I would still like move my body and drink water and take my supplements and all that stuff. But when I was at work or after work, I would really just like kind of go hard and like drink, mm-hmm. not drink like a yeah. crazy amount, but like I would have a drink after work and yeah. I would, like eat things that I wouldn't usually eat. And that starts to build up, but also once I started being more vocal about my diagnosis and being more diligent about my eating, there really was such a strong sense of empowerment and like advocacy that I Mm -hmm. built. And that is honestly, I am now realizing like literally in this moment right now, Mm -hmm. how much that built my confidence. Yep. Like I would never equated it to that, but that really is, it really built my confidence in who I am, what I do for my health. Like yep. why it's important to me. And yeah. it also built my confidence as a coach to know, like, I do have willpower because I always was like, eh, I don't think I have like good willpower. Me too. So always, true. Like, yeah. And it really helped to build that within myself. And now I have willpower in so many aspects yeah. of my life, not just. Oh me. my gosh. It's like Girl, a whole really oh, yes. thing.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. That's so freaking true that the me deciding to be conscious of my food and say no to food helped me in so many other aspects of my life
1: i just want to make this clear though because we're both very passionate about this saying no to food but also saying yes to such amazing food that makes you feel really freaking good and realizing like making that correlation
0: yeah yeah exactly and like feeling like excited when you eat your food and like we're not just saying like say no 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 and like feel like you're like missing out like you know i when i get to say yes to food that i know that makes me feel good like i i'm just like oh my god i love the way that i eat i don't feel like i'm missing out on anything in fact you know we've said this in previous uh episodes before like i feel good about that that i can yeah. say like no and yes to the things that my body like agrees with that is something not Most people can say that they can do. And so that's like the whole beauty of when you get, you know, a chronic illness and you're forced into making these changes for yourself. It is a truly beautiful thing because not only are you just focusing on the food, like it's a whole evolution of self Mm -hmm. and it does stem from the diet. Chill. Exactly, but we've talked about this before. You know, the diet is fundamental; like it is the foundation of your health. But if you really want to take things to the next level, you know, then you know that comes into the mindset and all the things that we've talked it's about. The mindset from, around
1: food, too. yeah, and mindset like that's around food—that's exactly food. what we're talking about. Is yep. how are you thinking about your food? Are you thinking about oh no, I can't have that, I can't have that, I can't have that, or are you yeah. thinking I can't have that, but I can't have this amazing supplement that's actually going to make me feel yeah. really good?
0: Yeah, it's it's a matter of if your mindset is coming from lack mm-hmm. or are you coming from abundance all the
1: word out of yeah, my brain <laughs> exactly so
0: it's like you're thinking oh i can't have this i can't do this da, 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 da. okay you can choose to focus on that mm-hmm. or oh my gosh like i can have these amazing you know gluten-free like breads and i could put my you know uh cacao date, like spread on it and like get really, whatever, get like yeah. super excited about it. And that cho- that totally changes the mm-hmm. whole connection to your whole uh, health journey. Because if you are coming from that lack mindset, like you will feel like you're lacking. You'll feel like, oh my gosh, I'm missing out on so much. When in reality, you're actually gaining more than you ever thought you could.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, going back to like sharing with other people and having other people be inspired by that, It makes me so happy. Like I have my fresh start cookbook. Right. And, um, so that's available on Amazon Kindle for anyone who's curious, but I have that cookbook and I have like people that buy it all the time and will message me or email me or whatever being like, Oh my God, my dad eats meat. And he didn't even like think about the fact that there was no meat in this dish. Yeah. Or, Oh my God. I can't believe these brownies are vegan or, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this like um, these crispy chickpeas on this Caesar salad are like my favorite thing ever. And I use them on everything now. And it's like getting excited about food again. It makes me so happy to see people that aren't even vegan or aren't yeah. even free getting so yeah. excited about these healthier alternatives to food. Yeah. yeah, Um, and then also like I have clients all the time that are trying my recipe. Cause I always like post like recipes that I haven't released to the public to oh my, my clients. And they're always like, oh my God, I tried this and I, sh- I took it to Thanksgiving dinner and everyone loved them more yeah. than the regular brownie. Yep, yep, yep. Or, yep. oh my God, like I was eating this food and like then, you know, my kid ended up eating the rest of it because they loved it so yeah. much. And like mm-hmm. seeing that eating healthy- it, like, it has such a like negative stigma around it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like quote-
0: you're uptight or like too rigid or you're yeah. like too, or you like too concerned about your like image or something. Like there's all these yeah. things attached to it. Yeah.
1: I saw this quote recently that was like, we have like the food system has swayed our way of thinking so much that it's outside of the norm Mm-hmm. People think it's weird when someone goes like starts eating healthier Yeah, and it's like, yep. what? Like when yep. we start eating more, you know, foods from the earth, when we start being more mindful about processed foods that's that's looked at as weird or different
0: yeah it's crazy what what a backwards world right Right? we're okay we're okay with people going to get their freaking arteries unclogged in a fucking surgery and all this other shit and then you know going on you know dialysis and all this stuff we're like oh this is just what happens when you get get older surgery and like hip replacements and like all this stuff it's like and then when And then when you change your diet, it's like, you're so extreme. How do you eat like that? It's like, what's extreme is getting your freaking heart open and all this shit done to you. That's like totally not like something that anyone actually needs to experience within their lifetime. And all of these things are completely within our control. Like you don't just get all those types of chronic conditions if you don't put yourself in that position.
1: Yeah. I think a big takeaway from this conversation and just like food in general, like food mindset in general is to remember that food is not just what's going into your body and what's coming at your ass. Like mm-hmm. it literally affects every single system in your body. Yep. It affects your brain. It affects mm-hmm. your lungs. It affects your heart, your joints, your muscles. Mm-hmm. Like it affects every single yep. thing. So Think about like what you're, you know, putting into your mouth. And we're not saying like, you know, Erica and I both eat processed things from time to time and we indulge from time to time, but we also know our baseline of plant-based and like for me, completely gluten-free. I know Mm -hmm. my baseline and I also know what, like what I'm willing to kind of sway on but we also know what we're not willing to sway on and yeah. So kind of yeah. make that list for yourself of knowing your trigger foods. And if, yep. you don't, if you don't know your trigger foods, go get a food sensitivity test. Mm-hmm. Highly, highly recommend. And know because that way, when you're eating something, you can be just a little bit more mindful, even if you do choose to indulge in something that might flare you up or might cause you issues.
0: Yep. And also when you start on your health journey, you're coming probably from, you know, most people are coming from a standard American diet kind of way of eating. And so it is a good idea to, you know, be very limited in the food that you're eating. So that way you can clear out the inflammation in your body. But over time, like, You know when i first started my health journey i was very very strict and i lived off very minimal food but now here i am six years later and i have so much variety in my food but like rachel said like i know my baseline i know the things that i cannot have like whatsoever because i know that's really going to set me back but like my palate, not my palate, but like uh, my food choices has definitely expanded from six years ago to now. Like now I'm like, I feel totally unlimited. Like I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I can almost eat everything in my brain there's only like five foods that really stand out in my head that i'm like okay i know i for sure can't have that but like now i feel like if i do go to like some holiday thing or whatever it is it's like i really don't feel that limited anymore like i really feel like okay like you know i'm not strict so strict anymore with myself because i have put in a lot of work into my gut health and that's what happens when you put the work in when you take out all the food triggers and you learn to eat a diet that makes you feel best, over time you will be able to have more variety and maybe your life won't look so uh, strict as it maybe as it feels now if you're just starting off on your health journey.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just remember like it takes time. It's mm-hmm. not like a quick, nothing about this journey is a quick No, change. Please remember I wish. that. Erica and I both get people all the time that basically like want our coaching services and don't realize like, no, this is a long haul. Like this is not three months working with one of us. And then, you know, you're cured or you're like all better. It's like, (laughs) no, you are committing to this for life. We're giving you a nice little kickstart to primarily like fixing your mindset around these things and then working on your diet, working on your lifestyle together with someone there to help you. Yep. And like, that's what we're here for, but please like Remember that we have like, I have, I was diagnosed almost five years ago. Erica was diagnosed over six years ago. Like it's a long haul and it took us a long time to get to where we are today and it will become easier. It will become second nature, but you have to stick to it. And so one of the easiest ways to like start, um, with being more mindful about what you're putting into your body, especially around the holidays is looking at labels. Like just be conscientious about, especially with the processed foods as I feel like around the holidays, we have a lot more of those. Mm -hmm. Just look at what's in your food. Even if this is where I have my clients start, even if you're going to eat it, no matter what the label says, get used to just looking at it. Yeah. And then from there you can start being like, oh, okay. This has like quite a few, you know, preservatives in it or colors or whatever artificial flavors. And then from there you can start avoiding things that have those things. And then from there, you can start looking for even cleaner ingredients. And then from there, you can like notice, Hey, this had this thing in it. And I, you know, got a little triggered by it. Maybe that's one of, you know, a food that I can try staying away from for a week and see how I feel like that sort of thing. But it's a process. It's not like one day you wake up and you're so conscientious and you're you're (laughs) saying no to all the things that trigger you and you're eating only clean foods. It's like, yeah. Honestly, you could, you definitely could, but that's going to get old real fast and you're going to be miserable. Like take it. Like, I just don't, I don't believe in that way of doing it. And some people might, and that might work for you and great, like good for you. But I think that that is like, it just sounds miserable to me personally.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I do think like when I started my rule of thumb is, was, and still is, I don't, I don't eat anything unless I can read the ingredients. Mm I don't care who hands me what and says, oh, this is Mm plant-based. I'm not going to eat it until I see the ingredients. And so I tell my clients, if you're serious about this, if you're serious about getting your inflammation down and you really want to make progress, you have to read your labels. Okay? Like you can't just trust people because people don't know shit about nutrition. People don't know anything about uh, allergens. They don't understand any of these things, food sensitivity food sensitivities, they don't understand these concepts. So we can't trust anyone and put that in their hands and go, okay, they told me this is what's in it. So I'm going to eat it because you could have a serious consequence. So I think for me, the, the thing that really helped me was making sure that I didn't consume anything that I for sure didn't know the whole list of ingredients. Now, like you said, like you could make that choice and go, okay, I know this is in it. I'm going to eat it. But once you've read that, and then you feel the symptoms of it the next day, you're gonna know. Okay, mm-hmm. I consciously made that choice, and I knew that it had dairy. I knew that it had egg. I knew that I had gluten, and, and now I feel like crap today. Connection with and your brain you-
1: and your body. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I have a really good example of people not knowing shit about nutrition. Oh um, God. I'm just gonna call myself out. So yeah. basically, I, like I said, worked in this fine dining restaurant for years and years and like literally, I think eight years. So long before I was diagnosed. Right. And like I said, I had always had gut issues, but I was like, never really like up in it until like years down the line. So when I first started working at this restaurant, and even when I worked at this other restaurant before that in Michigan, I would have people that would say that they were gluten-free and to be a hundred percent honest, I didn't really know what that was. And sometimes I know this. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I would be like, Oh yeah, it's gluten-free and not actually know or check. And I would like put it in and like let them order it. Right. Because I didn't know. I didn't know that it was a big deal for some people. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And I was that person that was just like, oh, they'll be fine. You know, like a little bit of gluten. And that's probably most people. So you can't freaking trust. You cannot trust other people. You have to be your own best advocate and be super diligent about it. Um, Like, for instance, I... um, I was at a salt and straw like months and months ago, an uh, ice cream place. And they had this vegan ice cream and it was cookies and cream flavor. And I was like, there are some cookies and cream flavors that are gluten-free, but I was like, this one probably isn't, but let me just ask. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. it is, maybe I can yeah. have it. Yeah. And I asked and she was like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I was like, are you sure? And she was like, yep. uh, well, let me go check. And so she went yep. and asked someone and she was like, I'm really sorry. I got vegan and gluten-free confused. Oh, my God. We literally have nothing to do with each other, but people don't know that. And we can't fault them for that. We can educate very kindly, but we cannot take people's word for it. Rachel, I can't even tell you
0: how how many times my husband and I have gone out to eat. And have ordered something that looks vegan, but I always like to clarify, like if there's anything else in there, cause some things you're like, okay, this is typically something that's vegan. So I know I can eat that. Right. But you know, you ask just to make sure, because like I said, you never know. And people would be like, um, I I think Uh, I'm not sure if it is, but I know that it's gluten-free. Yeah. And I'm like, what does gluten-free have to do with vegan? It has literally – that's happened so many freaking times. And like as you guys know, like gluten is not a trigger for me. I don't eat like an abundance of it, but like it's not going to be, you know, something that happens to my body. So like when they tell me that, I'm like, well, I don't care if there's gluten in it. I care if there's like eggs or like, you know, dairy Dairy, or something like that uh, because of ethical reasons. But – Anyways, it just goes to show you that, like, the lack of, like, knowledge in our society is real. Like, it is seriously real. And uh, you have to be an advocate for yourself. And I tell my clients, like, if you are going to go to a restaurant, like, this is where communicating your needs is going to come into play, okay? So you're going to have to build the confidence mm-hmm. to say, hey, I don't oh, see – Oh, you are taking yeah. the
1: words out of my yeah. brain and I love it so
0: much. I keep <laughs> seeing – I tell them like this is where, you know, you're going to start sticking up for yourself and going – okay, like, you know, I I just want to check if there's this and that. And if they do say, like you said, like, oh, I don't know. Like, I think so. Like, that's where I tell my clients to just say you have a food allergy. Because here's the thing. If in the industry, because I used to work as a waitress too, people understand food allergies they don't understand food sensitivities when it comes to your autoimmune condition it's not even on their freaking radar so don't even try to explain because in the beginning let me tell you i used to make the mistake i would say I have an autoimmune condition and it really bothers my joints. If there's dairy in it and it would be like, I literally would give them a spiel yeah. and, and then over time I'm like, okay, Erica, this is not computing to people. So then I just started saying, I have a dairy allergy. And if there's any dairy in this, like, I'm going to be screwed. And they would be like, oh, okay. Like I'm going to go check. And they would like go out of their way to make sure they're like, okay. So I double check. They, they that used a be different me as
1: a server too. If someone said, Allergy. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Okay.
0: See? So, tip guys, whoever's listening to this right now, let them know like let them know, let your server know that you have a allergy that you cannot have that because it will cause you a lot of issues or whatever, you know, however you want to say it. as little, as much as you want to say, like, I'm not saying you need to go in a big spiel, but like, just say like, Hey, like I have allergy. I cannot have dairy, cannot have And and I guarantee they'll be more cautious about it. And they'll actually be listening to you and they'll, they'll take the time instead of like, yeah, 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 sure. There's nothing in here, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And one last point that I want to make, I know this episode's getting kind of long, but this is, I feel like this one, was these are good. And I think the food ones, people seem to um, really find beneficial. So we're hoping yeah. obviously that this helps you as with any episode, but I want to bring up one more point before we go about, Judgment within the autoimmune community. We've talked a lot about from other people, but there is a lot of judgment within the autoimmune community. And I really want to bring up one specific um, scenario that happened to me and not to call anyone out, but basically there was this woman that I was connected with through um, Instagram for a long time. And then we became friends on Facebook and she Um, I think that she stopped following me on Instagram, but then on Facebook, she was still following me and she would always respond to my stories only ever when it had to do with food. And it was like Mm. about once a month, she would kind of like attack my food choices Mm-hmm. And like, to the point where like, I had a couple walnuts on my oatmeal one time and she was like, you know, <sighs> Omega, um, there's more Omega six in walnuts than any other like nuts and seeds. And so you should really like be careful. And I'm like, I have three freaking walnuts on my oatmeal. Like, let me mm-hmm. live my life. Like, mm-hmm. th- I know that they're not going to bug me. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was, I didn't say that to her. I was like very yeah. kind. And I was like, you know, I eat in a way that feels good to my body. And pretty much anytime she would comment on my food choices, I would be like, I eat in a way that feels good to my body. Yep. Like I just leave it at that. Or yep. I would like, um, for instance, I use a uh, Shakeology superfoods blend from Beachbody and like, I use it every day and it has completely transformed my gut health. The company has so much integrity. They source their superfoods from around the world. Like it goes through 1500 different tests. They freeze dry versus like processing extra. Like they really take good care into making like a quality powder. However, mm-hmm. yes, it is processed. Right. But I make that decision for myself because it makes mm-hmm. me feel really good. And all the ingredients are wholesome. She would like multiple times she commented on that and would respond and be like, but that's processed. Like I choose to have foods that are not processed. (laughs) I'm like, that's good for you. you. You're making a choice for your own body. And I would literally say like, basically what I just said one time I explained to her, like, you know, how the company actually processed, I like took time out of my day to really explain to her. And then months later she commented again on the same exact thing and was like, but it's processed. And Mm -hmm. like basically said the same thing. Yeah. And finally, I just said, you know what? I appreciate your feedback. However, I'm going to choose to unfriend you at this time because this is for my own mental health. No one likes to feel judged for making decisions that feel good to their own body. And a lot of your comments come off judgmental. And I wish nothing but the best, but like, I'm going to stop this conversation now. Yeah. And I unfriended her. Yeah. And she was like, Oh really? Like I didn't do it intentionally. And it just seemed kind of like backhanded. She was like, I wouldn't want you as my coach anyway. Like I yeah. come from a place where we respect each other's opinions. And I'm like, Mm-mm. well then respect mine. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. ma- only making choice. I'm not sharing my food to be like, you need to eat this and not that I'm sharing yeah. my food to show to people yeah. that it's not as hard as it seems to eat healthy in a way that feels good to your body. Like that's the only reason I'm sharing. I'm not sharing to try to persuade anyone. Um, and so sometimes we have to make those boundaries for ourselves. And I respectfully was like, you know, I appreciate your input, but it is what it is. And then no joke. She came at me from her second Instagram page and had this big, long message and basically like attacked me again. I don't need to go into it, but I chose not to respond to it because that is something that I'm not putting my energy into. We're obviously not going to see eye to eye. She eats in a way that feels good to her. I eat in a way that feels good to me. And we don't need to fight about it. Like it doesn't need to be a thing, you know? Yeah.
0: I used to have someone that would do that to me. It didn't get quite like nasty, but it definitely would kind of bother me because I'm just like, dude, never once. I'm telling you never once in my six years of having my Instagram account, have I ever commented on anyone's choice of eating? Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong i certainly you know have my own views on food and like there's people that like advocate for certain ways of eating that i don't necessarily think is a healthy way of eating not just for autoimmune but just overall health Mm -hmm. but i don't go out of my way to like say these things to people i guess the extent of like you know other than when i literally first started my instagram account you know i got a lot of criticism because at that time you know food and auto diet and uh diet in the autoimmune community wasn't like the biggest thing at that point. Um, But now I get I only get people that like if I like post something to my videos, they'll be like, you can eat white potatoes or like like, you can have
1: like chili or Or like like if I have a glass of wine, they'll be like, oh, well, that really flares me up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, I get that.
0: Yeah, I get that. And then my response is always the same. My response is my body doesn't have any issue with this. Um, And then I follow it with you should follow a way of eating that makes you feel good. Because people need to know, like, like we've said over and over and over, there is no one size like fits all recipe and i really think as we're coming up to the end of the year you know i think it's kind of come like first full circle like with our message is that we want to empower you guys to like make the best choices for yourself and don't compare yourself to the way, the way someone else is eating or try to follow exactly what they're eating because it's not going to work. If I followed Rachel's diet, if Rachel <laughs> gave me a plan of what to eat, she has a lot of like almond butters and stuff yeah. like that. I would be so inflamed by the end of the week. And if she had gluten and the things that I can tolerate, yeah. she would be in a terrible situation. Yeah. So, so this why such a good point. We're letting you know again for the people in the back. Exactly. That's why when I tell people too, when they first start working with me, I'm like, I am not going to give you a nutrition plan whatsoever. Yep. One, first of all, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm yep. not. That's not in my scope of practice. But I will send you like some of my favorite recipes yep. and stuff like that, and you can find what you want within those recipes and customize it yes. to a way that makes you feel good. Yes. Because I do not. Rachel and I do not contri- contribute to perpetuating this idea mm-hmm. in the community. And this is full circle because this is why we started this podcast. Yes. Oh like, my god! To, to those break are so right. To break down all these freaking,
1: uh, freaking body tools right now. I know it's crazy. Full circle. Okay. Wow, anyways yeah. So yeah, so right. And what perfect timing with your like, eyes got all big. Right your eyes Dude, got I'm, all big. Like I think I have tears in my yeah, eyes right now. Yeah, that's so funny. I <laughs> it's know so it's so true. Bad. That's literally exactly why we made this podcast to break down those barriers. And um, next week, you'll hear an episode that we are recording all about kind of like where we started with the podcast, where we are now. Yeah. Um, and you're going to hear even more of that full circle moment. Yeah. But that is so freaking true. Like, It's all about being your own best advocate and knowing your own mind, your own body and doing that for yourself and knowing that you are worth it. Like your body, your life is worth it. And you deserve to be happy and healthier Mm -hmm. than ever, despite a disease, despite a diagnosis, despite what you've been through, it is possible to be happier um, and possibly even healthier than you ever were before. Like it takes time. It takes a lot of effort for sure, but it's so freaking worth it. So and. Just remember, like we are so conditioned to have a one size fits all or a quick fix. We are so conditioned for that. Yep. And Erica and I, our coaching programs are obviously separate, but they both have the same goal of breaking that down and showing you that there is no one size fits all. And we give you so many tools to break outside of that mentality and know what works best for your own mind, for your own body. And we are not trying to make you into us. Just like Erica said, if you were to go eat her diet, it might flare you up. If I were Mm -hmm. to go eat her diet, it might flare me up, Mm -hmm. but I know how to eat from my own body. And you can learn that within yourself too. And it can feel good and exciting too is the best part. Yep. Good conversation. Good conversation. I love it so much. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, I think that's good enough for today. We've definitely covered a lot of different uh, subjects. Let us know if you guys feel that same way, or you know, if you feel like you're struggling, especially coming up to the holidays. And if you need help, reach out to yeah. Rachel and I. This Seriously. is what we are here for. We're here to hold you accountable to the diet and lifestyle that you wanna live, okay? So like if anyone's gonna get it, you may not have friends that get it, you may not have family that gets it, you may not even have a spouse or a partner that gets it, but if anything, We get it and we want to support you and we're your cheerleaders. So please, please reach out to us. Okay.
1: We are here. You have our emails and our Instagrams in the show notes. So seriously, we are always here to help you. Yep. Um, On that note, we're going to shut up (laughs) because we could talk forever about this. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our Autoimmune and You podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is
0: caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps
1: us get our message out to more people. That was a good one. That was good. We got hyped. Every single time I'm like, I know. Oh my God. I, know. Saying, I, Every, I, I know. Every time you were talking, I want to say, I love Every time you were talking, I'm like, oh, I got a story. I got. A story. <laughs> uh.